I'm here with John Hoyt, who is the Executive Vice President for HIMSS Analytics, and I believe HIMSS stands for Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society. John, good morning. Good morning. Tell us about uh, what HIMSS is all about. Sure. Uh, HIMSS is an advocacy organization. We advocate for a cause. We will make the distinction between an advocacy organization and a lobbying organization. We advocate for a cause, but we do not tell people how to vote. Mm-hmm. We advocate for the use of healthcare information technology to improve quality, safety, and efficiency of healthcare delivery. And we do this around the world where, at this point, where English is a primary or a secondary language. Um, so in the United States and Canada, the HIMSS began the United States 50 years ago. Um, and then we're in Europe, uh, the Middle East, and Asia, Asia-Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about um, health IT and its contribution to improving patient care? Yes. <clears throat> so HIMSS has a subsidiary called HIMSS Analytics, for which I'm the executive director. And HIMSS Analytics collects data from hospitals on what information systems they have deployed anywhere. So we do that in the United States and Canada on a census basis. Every hospital in the United States and Canada, that's 5,400 and some in the United States and about 700 in Canada, and then on a sample basis in Europe, Middle East, and Asia, we know what information systems they have deployed. And then we research with academicians and our own staff to correlate how quality and safety has improved because of the use of IT adoption. And we have numerous case studies and one of the presentation I will be giving here in a couple hours will cite some of the numerous examples of quality and safety improvement with IT adoption. Furthermore, HIMSS Analytics has created an adoption model. It's a maturity model, and a maturity model exists in many industries. There's maturity models for security. There's maturity models for um, uh, materials management movements and all of that. We have built a maturity model for acute care, for ambulatory care, for continuity of care, and we use those models to measure how mature, or how fully deployed an organization is in information technology. And we know for certain that the top stage, which is stage seven, have clearly evidence of improvement in quality, safety, and efficiency. Mm -hmm. So, for example, for a hospital to even function, do they have to be at a certain level before of uh, providing health? uh... They really don't have to be Mm -hmm. at a certain level to function. Hospitals Mm -hmm. have been around for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. But it is clear that they will not derive the benefits of information technology until they've matured and invested in a significant portion. So it's like building a home. When can I move in? Mm-hmm. Well, you cannot move in until at least you have a roof and walls. Mm-hmm. When can I get value out of healthcare IT? Well, you can't really drive a lot of value until you have at least mm-hmm. laboratory systems, radiology systems, clinical documentation systems, clinical support systems. So it, we know that because we see as the hospitals build, there's not a real significant improvement in quality until the top two stages. Mm-hmm. What are some of the challenges in, in this field? Clearly, the challenges are internal, first of all, with change management. Mm-hmm. Do all the employees and physicians want to do this? Not always. 
-hmm. So is there a method? Do we have we learned lessons on how to succeed and do we have we learned lessons from those who have failed? The answer is yes. Mm -hmm. So we do know certain precepts of change management that have to occur. We also learn, we think, and maybe this is maybe more North American, but we understand that there is a probably a logical sequence. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do stage six before you've done three. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, so we've learned that. The other is an external issue, and that is interoperability. Mm -hmm. The ability and the efficacy of ch exchanging data between organizations. There, let's use two terms here. We have um, format in agreements. I will send you data mm -hmm. and you will know that mm -hmm. name is going to look like this and birth date is going to look like this. Mm -hmm. We have agreements on that around the world. Mm -hmm. That's a format. It's not necessarily operable. We call that semantic exchange. What that means is I send you a diagnosis which is a code and you use the same code, mm -hmm. and so you now understand that diagnosis. Okay. Mm -hmm. I could send you a diagnosis on a piece of paper, but it doesn't work mm -hmm. for your information system. So we have semantic interoperability, and that is far more difficult than just format agreements. Mm -hmm. And semantic interoperability is where we want to go, mm -hmm. so that if your medical record in Greece can be exchanged in Paris and London and Washington. Mm -hmm. We all want to go there. Mm -hmm. We're far from it. Mm -hmm. Is this something that's only being worked on within Europe, or is this a cross-border collaboration and transatlantic collaboration with uh, the U.S. as well? It is an inter it's international. Mm -hmm. It truly is. Uh, you can go to conferences in the Middle East and hear the very same discussions. Mm -hmm. You go to conferences in Singapore and Australia and hear the very same discussions. Mm -hmm. So, And a lot of these interoperability organizations, such as IHE, are truly international and they have been that way for years mm -hmm. so it is a true international issue mm -hmm. um, okay going into towards cementing interoperability is a trend that we see here what are the examples of other trends that we see in, in health IT well a, another significant trend that we're just seeing the beginning of is patient engagement mm -hmm. now why do we care about patient engagement all of our countries have recognized, as we have aged, we have significant issues and costs derived from chronic disease. And that's not episodic. It's with you for years, all, your, all of your life. And so I need to help people manage their chronic disease to cut down the continual expense. So we have found with patient engagement that they're getting more identified with the provider and the caregivers and they're becoming a little bit more responsible mm -hmm. for their own health. And so we're trying with information technology to engage patients in their own health maintenance. And there's little good examples around the world where um, this seems to be succeeding. And honestly, it's probably with certain specific populations, pediatrics, obstetrics, young adults, um, and people who are able, like the wired retired, who are online and, and able to do this, um, they're beginning to become more identified with the providers and the healthcare system mm -hmm. through IT tools. Mm -hmm. How do you measure the adoption and the successful implementation of health IT? 
Okay. Well, that's why we have built the um, interoperability, excuse me, the MRAM, first of all, E-M-R-A-M, Electronic Medical Record Adoption Model. We have one for acute care. We have one for non-acute ambulatory clinic care. So that's how we measure adoption in, in terms of maturity towards a completely electronic environment. Stage 7 is validated by an on-site visit to the uh, healthcare organization. We can spend two days pouring over the organization and seeing how they're adopting and using technology. Um, so we have those two models, and that's how we measure that. And then the real interoperability is measured by the continuity of care model, which we have just introduced this year. Um, and that really is trying to measure the effort of, con of connecting all of the caregivers, uh, clinics, public health, acute care, post-acute care, sub-acute care, home care, hospice care, um, and, and that's where there are some pockets in Europe who are where are way ahead mm -hmm. of um, the United States and Canada in this interoperability. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about data. Uh, it's coming from multiple different sources, and when it's uh, integrated and analyzed, it can provide a more complete uh, view into a patient's history. How do you mine and analyze the massive amounts of data? That is a great question. Um, and that's a skill set that uh, organizations are slowly developing because you're correct. With electronic health records, we're gathering massive amounts of data. So using that data for predictive alerting, um, and we're seeing that in some of our stage seven organizations, that's our top peer, tier, they are using predictive analytics to predict the likelihood of this patient being readmitted within 30 days of discharge. Mm -hmm. That's a key indicator that this is a real serious chronic disease. Um, we see organizations using predictive alerting um, for chronic disease management. So this whole area of mining data, I would say, honestly, that healthcare is probably a good 10 years behind banking and finance and insurance and mining their own data. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's a skill set we will all have to learn. Mm -hmm. um, talking about adoption of health IT within regions, how is it different in the U.S. versus in Europe? Mm -hmm. The U.S., <clears throat> given its history of competitive health care delivery, um, we have done a good job I would say, in the last couple of years of implementing IT in hospitals. Well, why? There is a federal stimulus program to pay hospitals from the federal government to implement. That program ends at the end of 2015, at which point it's a negative stimulus. If you haven't implemented, you'll have a decrease in your federal payments. Okay? That's working. But Given the competitive nature of our healthcare delivery, we find that organizations do not exchange information as freely as they should. In Europe, it's really almost the opposite. Exchanging is far more open. Mm -hmm. But the hospitals do not yet have a lot of digital data to exchange. Mm -hmm. Where there is some, they're exchanging. Mm -hmm. Where there is a federal or regional program, They've collected the data, digitized it, and they're exchanging it. Um, so we really have two different approaches here, and we need to meet. Mm -hmm. John, thank you very much for your time. You are welcome.
That was John Hoyt, Executive Vice President for Hims Analytics.